Coming up on episode 97, Microsoft had their XO18 show. Find out what was revealed in Mexico City. PUBG is added to the Xbox Game Pass and has a PS4 release date. But is it fixed? Sony says thanks, but no thanks to going to E3 2019. Is this the end of that big show? We give our review of Fallout 76. Is it fun playing Fallout with friends? It's Thanksgiving weekend. Time to stuff your face with turkey and blow through the backlog. It's time for the ReaperCast. Round one, fight! The Grim Reaper Gamers are a 25 and over gaming community with members spanning the globe, playing games across all genres, but our roots are in first-person shooters. Bring your thick skin, drink of choice, and grab your controllers. GRG members are on nightly with official community nights every Wednesday. And now, it's time for the ReaperCast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grim Reaper Gamers ReaperCast. It is episode number 97. We are counting down to 100. And just a real quick aside before we get into the show, if you are interested in being interviewed with a few questions about why you enjoy GRG, let Lala, Jammer, or myself know, and we will get you into the big 100th episode extravaganza. On that, let's go around the horn. It is a little bit of a different lineup, and holy shit, a fucking Viking. Um, <laughs> my damn phone. Anyway, uh, going around the horn in the second chair, my intrepid co-host, he is back again before he goes on vacation for the Thanksgiving holiday. Jammer, how the hell are you? What you drinking and what you playing? Wait, wait, you, you we think people are going to actually join, like, come on for the 100th episode to talk about things that like people actually like things about grg i've heard oh, oh. rumors i'm out then i can't oh. be on that show then because i got nothing <laughs> uh, <laughs> and this is the unpro- i'm gonna wait to, for you to introduce our third chair but uh this is the unprofessionalism i have to deal with with him and his ringtones and his diva type stuff we gotta have just green just green mike and ike's take out all the other colors you know that diva stuff is just going crazy over there for mr cub uh, John, I've been playing uh, this little game called um, uh, Fallout 76. Uh, I play... Never heard of it. Eh, just a smidgen of it. And uh, I didn't sleep well last night, and I got to drive tomorrow, so uh, I'm drinking big-time big alcohol tonight. I'm drinking a cherry Dr. Pepper. It could be a Diet Pepsi. Yeah, no Diet Pepsi. Diet Pepsi for well, everybody. Whoo! Cherry Dr. Pepper's good shit. Episode coming up. I'm trying to bring back old traditions. Oh, okay. Yeah, is this so? Is this Fallout 76 by some independent studio, or is this some little indie game on Steam, or it's what? A little indie game. Ah, okay, all right. It, it was a Steam game, right? Or Steam, something like that. Yeah, a couple dollars. <laughs> no, no, no. We we got to hate on them because it's not on Steam. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. God forbid they got to go somewhere else to buy the goddamn game. <laughs> All right, in the third chair, a returning guest. We had him on quite a while ago. He is a mainstay going way back to the tool-to-shoot days. Big Fish. Fish, how the hell are you? What you drinking and what you playing? I am doing well. Thank you very much. Drinking some Elysian Bifrost Winter Ale. Uh, 
based out of the Seattle area where I am located, and I've got quite a large mug going on. Um, playing, you know, actually I'm playing a little bit. Uh, I have jumped back into the gaming realm a couple months ago, started playing uh, Red Dead, and I am playing Fallout uh, as well. Unfortunately, I do not play with Jammer because he is too good to be playing on the Xbox. So I play on Xbox and I'm enjoying it. Well, you know, so as soon as Fish starts playing, I thought Xboxes around the world would start exploding. Um, just because they don't know what the, the coding doesn't know what to do when you sign on to an Xbox. Yeah. It, well, you know, it's better than Gunny, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Slightly. So he's going to play Forza <laughs> it, it, next year. Supposedly. Yeah. Well, I too, well, I'm drinking a Diet Dr. Pepper because I am also freaking tired. And oh, I, we're like I, the Dr. Pepper brothers. Today. I had, uh, that's uh, hosting 101 right there. Let's put it this way. I had, I had enough alcohol this weekend. I probably still have some in my system. So uh, <laughs> it may, may not be a good idea to drink tonight during the show. Um, what I'm playing, well, to sound, un, unfortunately I'm going to sound like a broken record here, Fallout 76. I have been <laughs> in that game. I love it. It is, it, it it's fun. Uh, it, it's got the building aspect. It's in the Fallout universe. It's just a couple dinosaurs away from a perfect game. Well, now the show's over. You've already given your opinion on it. We don't have to talk about it now. Oh, we'll talk about it in depth a little bit later on the show, probably. Spoilers ahead. Um, <laughs> hey, you know what? We didn't get any yelling at for uh, the uh, the Walking Dead review last show, and uh, I think that's a first. I don't think we... I, I think we always have somebody chew us out about going into spoilers on Walking uh, uh, Dead. No, I think I think, though, people generally have already dozed off listening to the show before they even get to that point. Are you sure it's that or they doze off at The Walking Dead? Yeah, I was thinking the same. (laughs) I was a huge fan and I've just I've fallen out. You got most of us reading the damn comics is what you did. I mean, that's that's the problem. And I like that's what kind of fan you were was that you got us reading the damn comics. The comics have just been like blah lately too. So's the show. Yeah. It's all synergy there because the show's been. Yeah, well, I was hoping for more, and it's just not. It's mm. it's it's not good. I think the show's about done, but anyway, that's getting way off topic for tonight. But uh, so we'll we'll get away from that one. Um, so yeah, pretty much clean sweep on the games being played right now. So you you wouldn't think with all of us in agreement on a game that we could possibly have something to complain about but jammer i hear might have something that's pissing him off since since jack is out tonight because he has some uh early work to do tomorrow he has to be up really freaking early for some kind of uh migration or whatever better him than me right before thanksgiving too god that sucks Worst we time. wonder why he's grumpy all the time. Yeah, no shit. That better, is the, better him than me. They couldn't. Have, they couldn't yeah. have picked a worse time for a migration either. But that's a. I, now we're getting into a Johnny rant. Jammer, I'm going to hand it over to you. I heard you got something to complain about. Well, I mean, normally I don't have any. I'm normally a very peaceful, friendly guy, and uh, I don't get angry often or anything or complain. But I figure, just for show's purposes, I better figure something out. And uh, I, I'm going after you, Xbox, in your NAT settings, because I, you know. I have my own network at one place, but I also live in an area where I am on a 
on a shared network, on a campus-wide network. And I have no control over those NAT settings. And I c- John, how much did that game fall out on PC this weekend? Uh, quite a bit. Well, I don't know. You were drinking. But I was on all well, I was time. drinking, too, but I saw you on there. I cannot play that game on my Xbox without getting disconnected every 15 minutes, and it all has to do with the NAT settings. I have no problem on my PlayStation, no problem on my PC, but Xbox. So then I'm now I'm set with, do I have to pay for my own network here where I have a free network? Just for an Xbox, am I going to pay $70 a month to get an Xbox to work? And it's just ridiculous. And I, I do think about people that aren't, that have no technical knowledge whatsoever. Like, you know, say people that are typically our age and they're buying it for their kids. They, they might not understand NAT settings and everything. So how do they fix that crap? Why is this so difficult for Xbox where I don't have a problem on my PC or I don't have a problem on my PlayStation? And then I can't even do the play anywhere because I can't do Xbox party chat on my PC because it's the Xbox system. So so screw you. And actually, I will actually complain about the NAT settings again shortly during our news because it ties into something that we're talking about. Oh. So, so no blops then for you, right? Because no, Call I, of Duty was horrible with NAT yeah, settings. I, well, I, Call I, of Duty is bad enough when you have an open NAT. And it's a Treyarch edition, so it's even worse. I mean, Treyarch's even worse than the average Call of Duty. And I mean, I like Call of Duty and I love the blackout mode, but we've got to call a spade a spade there. It, they have a they have terrible network settings. I mean, some it gets jumpy when you have all green bar, you know, four bars green on I'm, the I'm connection. I'm afraid to buy Xbox games now because it, of this. It really doesn't make sense when you consider that your PC is powered by Windows. Yeah. And the Xbox system (laughs) doesn't... I mean, this is Microsoft for crying out loud. This is the... I mean, this is Windows. It's in 75% of computers out there and and the Xbox. And it's basically a modified Windows 10. So it has to be something going through the Xbox Live system that's causing this. Because, I mean, we see crazy things all the time there, too. I had to change... You have to change one one of the ports. Now, this this doesn't make a lot of sense, either. You change one port when you have multiple Xboxes on the same network like we do at home here. And you change one port and everything and everything's suddenly fine. Now, there's, uh, there's four other ports that it's looking at. And the every Xbox is sharing those other four ports. But for some reason, that one port is the difference between open and close... Or open and strict... When you are, when you are on multiple, when you have multiple Xboxes on the same network. Now, is that for both boxes that are open and strict, or it, when you have two on the same, or is it the single? Because I'm considering doing that as well, and I just, I'm just, just curious. No, it's it's for well. Here's the thing: there's there's like six ports that it allows you to choose from, and it's the primary port. Thirty seventy four is the it. default. It's also the same default for the PlayStation and other, and you know, for consoles in general. But it, it basically they give you a drop down with five other choices, so you have to basically change each one to be each one of them to be um, unique out of those. So, so basically, you're limiting yourself to six Xboxes on a network. Sure, sure. Uh, in that case. But you have to have each one of them unique. Now, so far, I've moved mine out, and I haven't told the kids because 
don't care. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they can they can deal with that. I don't care. <laughs> if they complain, I'll tell them what to change. But well, Xbox has definitely been listening because I complained about that. And then during this segment, my PC froze up for a minute. <laughs> Microsoft was yeah. like, oh, yeah, well, fuck you then. I'm on a Mac right now, so I'm fine. <laughs> well, except for you're on a Mac, but other than that, you're fine. Hey. <laughs> Mine didn't freeze. Cre- yeah. cre- creative folks, right? <laughs> but, but, I mean, think about, fam- think we got to move on, but think about homes where the people just have Comcast or whoever put the router in. And they have no idea how to how to modify oh, yeah. those those port settings. No, well, it, there you go. You got your issue right there. Comcast installing a router for well, it, does, it doesn't matter who. No, it doesn't matter. I know. Who, I know. Schmuck, well, yeah. You know. There's other there's other issues on top of your NAT problems that <laughs> could come from hey. Comcast. But yeah, I know what you mean. Hey, Comcast owns a fine team like uh, the great Philadelphia 76ers. So, go Comcast. And they won tonight, or they lost to Phoenix. Uh, we're we're up by six right now. Okay, just checking. Yeah, not that I, I'm a professional, I wouldn't be watching that. Huh? Of course, yeah, while no. I'm on the cast. But <laughs> yes, they're up by six with two minutes to play. There you go. I I'm not even going to ask about the NBA because I'm a Bulls fan, and they they don't care. So why should I? Oh, the Bulls are horrible. Oh I know God. that the I know that the Magic beat the the Sixers last. And week, you know what? So, uh, and you know great. what? They have such I a stupid front office. They are tanking, and I guarantee you, they will get the last spot in the lottery with the most with the most entries. There that because that's Gar Pax right there for you. That's Gar. That's Gar Foreman and John Paxson in a nutshell. We'll still manage to get if they could figure out a way we could get the last pick in the first round, having the worst record. They would have done it. We we need a different show for that shit. Um, that could be my rant. I about ran it twice now. Um, <laughs> let's rant about WWE while you're at it. Oh shit! How long do you want this fucking show to go? Yes, yeah, so let's go. I gotta go to bed. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk about uh, community nights. GrimReaperGamers.com/slash/events or the forums at forums.grimreapergamers.com. As always, Wednesday night is our community night, and we'll have plenty of uh, action going on there in some uh, Fallout, Destiny. Battlefield 5, uh, Call of Duty 4, it's all going to be there. So uh, plenty to go on on Wednesday night when you're actually probably listening to this show the night before you stuff yourself silly, or at least if you're like me, you will. And uh, other nights, you know, we have battle. We have uh, Call of Duty on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, with uh, Beers and Leafs on his schedule. Uh, we had a Fallout Friday night that was a pretty popular one, had a lot of fun there. Uh, we have, uh, various battlefield and, uh, destiny nights, destiny going on constantly raids and everything on the weekends, you name it. So again, check out the events page, grimreapergamers.com slash events and the forums at forums.grimreapergamers.com. See fish. That was really, that was really brief. Like he said it was going to be right. Yeah. He just right. lied to me before the I, show. That you wasn't... Know, I was actually going to say though, I would love to see one of these, uh, fallout uh nights or whatever wednesday friday i don't care i'd love to see a, a grg like fill up a server because awesome. that would be pretty fun that would be fun oh my god oh by the way at the forums in the fallout 76 thread uh pj has a couple captain pj has a couple of uh great videos from uh friday don't, night <laughs> don't punch my turret when yeah you're not don't punch a team. turret if you're not on the team <laughs> 
into news now for episode 97. We got a lot going on here, starting with uh, the Xbox One Microsoft event in Mexico City uh, back, uh, let's see, weekend before last. So that would be the... um, that would be the tenth, yes. the tenth, the tenth and eleventh of November. <laughs> so uh, that'll teach me for not having my calendar up right away. Um, they they did announce some games. They announced a little bit of information about some other studios that they've uh, acquired. Uh, the first, you know, the lead in news: Crackdown Three finally has a release date after five <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> They're like you with Lucy and the Football and Rab. Yeah. <laughs> It's coming out this time. We probably I know, and I'm two steps away, raring back to kick, and (laughs) and still, does anybody care though? I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard to tell because yeah, this like you know, like we said, in just legitimately, this was a this was a launch title, and now we're five years down the road, and we finally have a release date, and it's what about three months away, February fifteenth. If, if I believed it and if I knew it was Crackdown 1, then I'd be excited. Well, see, there's going to be the question there, uh, which Crackdown 1 was free for a little bit uh, right around that event uh, for backwards compatibility, too. So um, they were trying to get some hype going. It, it's going to be interesting. But the the thing that I thought was kind of interesting out of this was they announced their Wrecking Zone, um, their Wrecking Zone multiplayer mode. And what it is, it's five-on-five multiplayer in a fully destructible area, and they actually brought back the term the cloud. They brought Azure back into it. In, in E3, when they talked about it, there was no mention of the cloud. And yet, now, <laughs> now they're talking about the cloud again. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what this means, how this, uh, how this transpires. And what this game's going to be, you know, did they did they really polish it up? Is it really good? Or is this the next, as we've said before, Duke Nukem? It's just, I, they, they the promised first Duke Nukem was great. The first Crackdown was awesome. Um, I agree. First Crackdown was a lot of fun. In fact, you wanted to play it even, even beyond the Halo, uh, the Halo demo, the Halo 3 demo that they used to get people to buy it. See, see, he doesn't even listen to you, Fish. See that? No, because I, I never played Crackdown. I said the he first said... Duke Nukem. Oh, the first Duke's back Nukem. In, oh, sorry. Back in nineteen, oh man, nineteen ninety-seven. I think I used to hang out at the office and overnight, and we just just play Duke Nukem. Well, I heard you say the first one was awesome. I was, I guess, I wasn't thinking about my it's... little Duke Nukem aside that I threw out there. You need to have some more beer and get off welcome, the Dr. Yeah. Pepper. That's what it well, is. Welcome to my world, Fish. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Listen to this shit. <laughs> See, it's it's halfway done. Actually, more than halfway done, too. So. He can almost stick his head into that mug. It's a pretty big mug. It is. Uh, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, um, well. It's destructible MP and everything. That's great. That would be awesome. I love the first game. We've talked about it 700 times because they keep teasing it. Like it's going to come out and then it gets delayed. Well, my biggest fear. Until it goes gold and we know it's pressed. I don't believe. Which brings us to another subject in a couple minutes anyways. Well, yeah. (laughs) Interesting you bring that up. Uh, Before that, though, let's talk about Microsoft announced two more developers. They they talked about, what, 10? Around 10 developers at E3 that they had acquired. uh, Various independent studios and smaller studios that they had acquired. And now uh, in exile, 
and uh, probably the bigger name out of this that a lot of gamers recognize, Obsidian Entertainment, have been purchased by Microsoft Obsidian Entertainment uh, to bring things full circle, the makers of Fallout New Vegas. Which I liked. Oh, yeah, and they have good they have good games. Um, they have a lot of good games. Uh, Alpha Protocol was a... Was Alpha Protocol or... I think that was one of them, uh, and various others. I mean, they have some good... They have some good stuff there, and it kind of surprised that that one was one that they brought in. Um, that's kind of one of the bigger fish fish that they've landed. Hey, hey, hey whoa, well, now, hey, fish is hey. <laughs> well, you're up in the Seattle area, so <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> this, you know, um, they're really making a push for more studios for first party titles. So we're going to see. I guess the question here is, do we see the results? coming up this gen or is this going to be more of a next gen move well go ahead fish look i was going to say looking at the their uh their lineup they do have a knights of the old republic 2 yes so that was the could other one that be hopefully could that be a uh, uh intro into into that again because that would be a great new title I mean, I loved both uh, uh, Knights of the Old Republic and the second. The first being better, of course, but uh, uh, but it would really be good to have them reboot that, being that Star Wars is like everything now for the good old mouse. Can they uh, can they get that one with uh, EA having some of the having the contracts there? Or do you think, or is that kind of is Disney's yeah, yeah, deal yeah. with Star Wars kind yeah. of a kind of an as whatever or has ea with all their stuff kind of uh lost some favor with uh disney maybe maybe microsoft can swipe it who knows who knows oh could I you mean, imagine battlefront, battlefront went over like a uh, uh, uh like a brick right yeah. with, with disney fart and so, church yeah who knows well battlefront uh, did i thought two was pretty good but by then you know battlefront one had done too much and their loot boxes to start two really shot them in the ass too yep exactly I'll tell you, Microsoft, they, I could see them needing to do this because I was thinking about this recently because people buy PlayStations because I want the exclusives. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. What, what? Like 360, they had exclusives. And this what, what gen, they they've been short on exclusives. I mean, what do you have? There's you have not uh, really much Microsoft exclusives. Going you have on the Forza on the titles. You have Halo. You have. Uh huh. Gears. Uh, um, sea yeah, of Thieves. Gears was crap. Yeah. Gears. See? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they have been very short on, you know, and, and what they've really skated along with is the better online experience. Yes. To be honest in this. And, and, and a lot of the third party titles looking better, especially on the X. Sony has the exclusives. They do. Round. They do. I, and I, I have considered getting a PlayStation primarily for the exclusives. I would love to play Spider-Man. However, I don't play enough games to warrant me buying yeah. a PlayStation for 300 bucks. Yeah. So It is yeah, if you have the time and you have the ability, it is worth it for the exclusives alone. Um now I'm a big baseball fan as everybody knows, so that's also a big incentive for me because let's face it, you're not going to play a good baseball game anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I mean, where you can play RBI baseball, that's a piece of shit. How about uh, MLB League go, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> Rap's still waiting. I heard, I heard the commissioner flaked. I don't know what his deal was. John, do you want me to help you? Don't worry. Uh, 
coming up soon after this episode at the end will be uh, Fish's PAX West report from 2012. <laughs> I see nothing wrong there. <laughs> nothing wrong. It was fun. You're welcome, John. I'll write it. I'll write it up. It, it was fun. It was fun. That was a that was an H two review right there. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> oh my god. Um. All right, and now to now to what uh, Fish was alluding to here a moment ago. The word has just come out, and this actually came out after XO eighteen. Even though uh, this this was this has kind of gotten mixed into them uh, into this part of the segment, uh, the news segment. So uh, Microsoft is possibly releasing a diskless. Got to be careful how I say that. Mm-hmm. Xbox One model and uh with without the drive in it and you know there there's some people wondering you know you got some people that absolutely love to have something to open you know they're precious little they're they're the golem of the gaming world they're precious um (laughs) they're they're worried about having that case and that physical disc and obviously stores like gamestop are shitting themselves if this actually comes to fruition because um they don't have a model that can shift easily to uh to disc uh disc free gaming like uh pc has gone this why, why, was why would you go to a store just to buy a code right yeah. no you wouldn't walk into a brick and mortar store store i mean you know online retailers could still could still be okay because they can they can sell the codes and because let's face it if i go to if i go to Newegg or Amazon or any of those online marketplaces and purchase a, you know, a, a game code. I have it within 10 minutes. No big deal, you know, or, or you know, a green man gaming or anything like that. Those are okay. Uh, why would you go into GameStop to have somebody try to sell you to use code? GameStop. GameStop's <laughs> been dead man walking for, for five years now. Thank God. And, and this, this is going to be the final nail in the coffin. And I, I agree with that. I, 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 it would be good to have somebody on as well to uh, uh, argue the other side. But I really love the, this aspect. I mean, for one, I'm lazy. And I'll just say that. I, like, I want something and I want something now. I don't want to have to go buy it. You know, I don't want to go to a store and deal with this snotty kid who's working at the the counter, regardless of if it's a Best Buy or GameStop or whatever uh, it is. Did, did you did you pre-order it? Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, like, oh, I, just wanna, I, just I have wanna... wanted to choke so many employees. Did you pre-order it? They've got a stack of five hundred sitting behind them. Did you pre-order it? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> just 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 give me the code and I'm good. I bought uh RDR and Fallout uh from Amazon um with their digital uh their digital thing. I don't know if I will go that route again. I may just buy it directly from Xbox because you didn't get the benefits completely. Um like Fallout's beta was out for 2 weeks before I even got access to it. So I think there there was that handshake um when I bought it from Amazon, the 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 digital aspect. Um, but honestly, I'd rather just go digital completely. I mean, digital. It's if you think about it uh, in terms of the actual gear, the actual console. You can get a smaller console, right? It becomes smaller, and you can actually put the 
put more power into mm-hmm. that console in the architecture and you don't have to have the bus speeds of a blu-ray disc even though blu-ray is pretty quick it's still not you know disc on chip mm-hmm. um i i dig i dig uh uh, uh discless i i could play devil's advocate for you here because i have this problem and i i buy all digital this the disc to this point now for one going to the store or whatever but Secondly, now that you have to install the entire game anyway, it's 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 not like you put the disc in and you can play. But with with my network problems sometimes, right? I'm playing Red Dead or I'm playing Fallout and I get a little hiccup and all of a sudden I'm kicked out and do I own this game? Because I don't have a disc in it. So that's where I get hit sometimes digitally with my with my public network that I'm on here where it kicks me completely out and doesn't validate my rights for a second that I own that game where if I had the disc in the drive it would work now I'm not going to the store and buying the disc and I'm just buying it directly online. I think that's a, that's, that, that's an do. Xbox aspect I mean honestly that really is an Xbox aspect but I think you know regardless if you're looking at uh, Xbox or, or or PlayStation on a console um, that's just, I think that's the next direction. I mean, Steam has been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. And I think if if the console versions actually take a note from Steam and say, hey, look, we can sell you this back or um, we can just, th- this will never happen, you know, just offer it for less cost. And again, this will never happen because you don't have all the packaging and stuff like that. Uh, um, that you have to deal with with a disc. I mean, I, it, I think it's a win for gamers in general. I think it will be a win for gamers in general, especially because I think it'll keep that the gaming at the sixty dollar aspect and won't have them as tempted to jack it up right away either. Because then you are knocking off some of the costs as far as distributing cases and discs and all the production there because gaming you know the the amount of money being sunk into the game is only rising mainly the uh especially the marketing costs are just going through the roof of late especially with AAA titles you are you're running you're running to where they're they're getting tempted to start or you know kind of trying to see if they can you know bump that up a little bit to to accommodate some of that knocking out the cost of the disc and the packaging and the printing and the shipping and whatever is going to probably keep the prices a little bit lower for a bit or keep them steady for a bit, not lower. You but. you bring up a really good point about the, the, uh, Oh crap. I forgot the, dis- uh, the distribution the, channel, just, just the distribution and, and triple a titles and stuff like that. And if you look at, what's available on the xbox marketplace shoot go even even further and look at what's available on the switch the nintendo marketplace and they've got a ton of games for like ten dollars or less Mm -hmm. and it's it's just like good fun stupid games to play that Mm -hmm. indie developers can actually get behind and you know make some money off of look at fortnite for example i mean Granted, you know that's it. They're, they've become more of a AAA, but that's due to uh, um, that's due due to popularity. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like that a lot of these indie developers can actually 
put out product that uh, that markets to less cost. So, yeah, it is, and you know, indies. It's going to be well. Indie the barrier has been dropping for the indie devs anyway. You know, Microsoft ha- has had their um, their initiative for a while. PlayStation is getting a lot better with it and starting to get a lot more of those in there. Switch has just basically opened the floodgates. I mean, basically, if you can see it on Steam, it's on Switch anymore. Yep. You know, uh, they're doing a great job giving you portable handheld gaming like Stardew Valley and games of that like. Um, some great stuff there. Um, the I think what they're going to need to do though is they're going to need to incorporate something like Switch, like Steam has, where if the you know if you lose your connection for a bit, it doesn't give you that do you own this game bullshit it has you know it gives you a certificate for a bit you know steam does a check what every 14 days i think for the license yeah it's a drm aspect i mean yeah. honestly yeah. that's really what it boils down yeah to, they've a DRM got to, aspect. they've got to correct their drm and then you know this is not something we haven't said before this you know when these rumors come around the you know the rumors were more about next gen but now that the gen generations are kind of bleeding together of late um you know, I think we're getting now an Xbox One model. And, you know, Microsoft's going incremental, more hardware changes where the ecosystem stays the same or just makes improvements there, much like their Windows product is, you know, they're going down the Windows road. PlayStation, who knows what they're going to do? Is 5 going to be compatible with 4 or is it going to be another rip the Band-Aid off type of thing like every other well, generation's been? You, you know, place that, you know, you, you look at you look at the, the services, right? You know, and I think that's where Xbox... It has been doing really, really well with, mm-hmm. with their services. Um, but, you know, PlayStation's catching up, right? Segway. Yes, they are. And uh, in some ways, they're even surpassing. Uh, because the uh, the report just came out this past week that, that surprised a lot of analysts and gamers alike. That I the, was completely shocked. I, I didn't see it coming either, and I don't think anybody saw it coming. PlayStation Now has been reported to be outselling the Xbox Game Pass, which really shocks me because PlayStation Now, when it first came out, did not come out to very good reviews. But they have added to their library. They have improved their services. And now more players, you know, more people are into PlayStation Now than into Xbox Game Pass. Part of this is probably because of the console advantage that the that Sony right now enjoys uh, in this generation. Part of it is because of improvement of service. So um, it's interesting, especially with Microsoft putting in the first party games and the, you know, a lot of a lot of these new releases that they're releasing day one with Game Pass. It's interesting that PlayStation now has actually moved into the lead. I, uh, I in our little subset of gaming world that we have, I have never heard anybody talk about PlayStation now where there's conversation about Game Pass. I, nobody ever talks about it. No, but I mean, and we have, have a strong PlayStation... There. We have a strong PlayStation group uh, here at GRG, but yeah, none of them are talking about PlayStation now. And, you know, a lot of that's that's their backwards compatibility stuff, too. You know, I mean, that's kind of where their answer came into backwards compatibility uh, versus how Microsoft's handled it. So, but yeah, we have not heard a lot in in our gaming circles. Now, granted, we are a small microcosm of the gaming world, but 
Uh, now, one thing I don't know and I have not seen is what kind of international, you know, how are the, how are those numbers internationally versus uh, domestic versus yeah. the U.S. or, you know, North America? Because, yeah, I know a lot of international, I should say, APAC, uh, Asia Pacific is is all PlayStation. So I can see where the, the uh, draw is there, whereas I believe... Um, the states are kind of a mixed bag with more on the PlayStation side just because of um, ease of use or, or, or maybe even because of uh, um, the social aspect of when mm-hmm. Xbox One came out, when PS4 came out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't have yeah. PlayStation, so I can't really talk about this a whole lot. No, and you know, I mean, the gap, is, I mean, PlayStation still leads in North America, but the gap isn't near as wide as it is internationally. Uh, internationally, that gap is huge, which Microsoft has never been, and Xbox has never been a strong, never been a powerhouse outside of North America. I mean, that's been, they've been really, you know, they, they do okay in other territories, Except Japan, they do terrible there. Uh, but <laughs> oh, I, I have I have been to Japan into some large um, uh, department electronics stores, and it's like almost a half a floor was was PlayStation based, and like two mm-hmm. two aisles were uh, I should say half a floor was PlayStation or Nintendo based, and mm-hmm. two aisles were Xbox. Yeah, I mean it was really that bad. No, and, and that's and that's the way it's always been. Microsoft has never had a foothold. That's uh, never going to change. No, it's not because the because Sony and Nintendo have a much are much more dialed in to what uh, Japan and other Asian countries want. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got a much better they've got a much better catalog. It's not even close uh, for what for what Asia and Japan you know those 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 regions what they want it's just yeah <laughs> they're i don't think you, they're ever gonna have, have that to kind look, of... you also have to look at the different type of gaming too right so mm-hmm. um uh, the states typically like the triple a titles um apac in general likes a lot of the quirky um you know japanese uh, uh indie stuff mm-hmm. and i think the big difference is that in north america there is a niche for uh, JRPGs or or the quirky Japanese style gaming, where you can't say the same in Japan for you know other outside of some of the big outside of some of the big guns, you know there it's not like it's not like Japan is clamoring for Stardew Valley, you know a more a more decidedly North American style uh, RPG type of thing. Sure. So. You know, that's why I don't think that's ever going to really change unless Microsoft suddenly really breaks into the JRPG, the Japanese style RPG style type of game and gets away from the Western style RPG. I don't think that's going to really I don't I, they're just not going to have the inroads. They're not looking for Halo. <laughs> Play one more League of Legends. Hey, and you know what? There's some, there's some really cool shit over there. There's some shit that just blows my mind uh, as far as their style of uh, games and stuff, but um, where it just, you know, makes our stuff look kind of tame. But, okay, uh, PUBG news. 
kind of keeping with the PS4 involved there too. It has been first off at XO18, they did announce it has been, it's been added to the Xbox Game Pass. It is effective now, part of the Game Pass that monthly that monthly fee. So uh, if you're looking for a bug filled battle royale with your Game Pass, you got it. Uh, <laughs> But the other thing is the PS4 finally has a release date, December 7th. And exclusives that come with it, if you pre-order, are the Nathan Drake skin, so you can look like Nathan Drake from the awesome Uncharted series. Speaking of first-party games. And uh, Ellie's backpack from The Last of Us, another great first-party for the PlayStation system. Um, So those kind of little... those little perks added to the PlayStation. They'll be exclusive, obviously, to PlayStation versions of PUBG. Do you think this is going to have, with H1Z1, Blackout, among other, you know, Battle Royale titles, is this too late? Of course it is. Moving on. (laughs) We've talked about PUBG and how it sucks, show after show after show. And you didn't even mention the other tidbit yet that makes it even funnier. It's next. But No, but... (laughs) I'm trying to move the show like a co-host would, unlike you drag dragging ass over there. Uh, you know, you're just you're just in Red Dead Redemption. Instead of galloping, you're just doing a slow walk. You're not doing cinematic uh, galloping. No. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm looking for shit to shoot. <laughs> and, and there's a big old That's target on PUBG's ass right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really, really would love to to to, to like PUBG uh, more. I think it's the better of the uh, uh, of the, the battle royale games. Uh, I just haven't played it ages. Um, I can't do Fortnite; it's too twitchy, and I don't like the building aspect. And there's too many kids on there. I like the slow pace, but maybe because I'm old. I would like it more if it fucking worked. And let's face it, I mean, you know, and we're getting to that next. You know, I, we might as well segue in right into it. Um, the the fixed PUBG initiative that we talked about a few episodes ago has flopped. They they are announcing they have fixed it. They have con- gone through and fixed the bugs or whatever. Players are saying, not so fast, my friend, to quote Lee Corso. Uh, it It is still a mess. Players are still reporting. It still has issues. And of course, you know, these fixes still haven't made their way to console yet. So PlayStation's not going to get the supposedly fixed PUBG when it, when it releases here in a couple weeks. Um, the, the, you know, they're still, they're still complaining about frame rate issues. Although I think Xbox one X finally released that, or they're just about to release that, uh, that fixed for the frame rate issues on the one X, which somehow they managed to break the game on the more powerful version of the console. Um, but you know, and there, and there's people reporting there's even more bugs and now they're working on other things. This is just, this is blue hole in a nutshell here. They cannot stick to one plan and keep bouncing back and forth. And this game has become a hodgepodge because of it. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Good God! I'm gonna have to call you Lala Junior with all that moving on shit. <laughs> it's five in the morning on the East Coast. I got just because he's a hippie over there in the West Coast doesn't mean I should stop. I was gonna say it's pretty early. I haven't even eaten dinner yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can go on for hours. Give yeah. me another beer. There we go. But Three hour show confirmed, baby. <laughs> 
mean, it doesn't matter if it's seven o'clock at night your time. You could go on for hours if it was midnight. Yeah, you know, again, give me another beer, and that's yeah. definitely gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and in the final bit of Sony news on tonight's show, the announcement was made, what was this, Friday, right before the weekend, that Sony will be skipping E3 2019. They will not be presenting on their own. They will not have a presence at the show. They are not showing up in Los Angeles for E3. Are we looking at the beginning of the end? For E3, the, the past few years... I barely pay attention to E3 anymore. Like, it used to be a big deal, and I couldn't wait. And I wanted to see all the tech and everything that they were going to do and, and their conferences. It, it, For one, on the company side, those shows are so expensive. They are. To, to go and present, right? I mean, that's a huge expense. And But I, I feel like E3's been petering out for at least the past three years. Where I think what started when EA stopped going. Yeah, when oh, they started their EA the, play, that was what three years ago. Uh, two or three years ago, something like that. Yeah, they started having their event the weekend before. Um, that Listen. yeah, I think that last year was the weekend before. Well, it was the weekend leading up to because E3 is technically, technically like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday type of thing. But then they have, but then all the big guns have their presentations the weekend before, the weekend leading up to it. So part of these things, though, John, is that like E3 used to give you all this information and the magazines would report on it mm -hmm. and you'd still read online and everything. But it's so easy to get information out now as a company where they, they can present this stuff out of their own production. Well, half the trailers are out before the before their own presentations the weekend leading into it. Yeah. So what's um, the point anymore? Well, and, and here's what I think was so surprising about it. Sony went all out last year. They had, what, four different venues that they were moving. Remember how they did their presentation over the weekend? They had this one venue that, you know, they had one venue made up for one of their games and another venue made up for another, and they were moving from venue to venue to venue, and there were, like, gaps in the, you know, like, like analysts, like it was like NFL halftime show type of shit uh, between each segment. So they had, like, they had, like, four segments to their presentation, and then they had these analysis... They had these analysts talking about each segment while they were basically herding all the audience members over to the next venue. You I know? don't even remember that because I didn't pay attention. Well, it, see, I, I don't pay attention anymore. That sounds like poor planning to me, honestly. Well, it was it, it was it sounds was, cool. It sounds cool, but from a from a logistical standpoint, oh god, I oh would not it was part of that. It was a clusterfuck. They because they had to. They were the the analysts were vamping quite a bit. I think they were expecting like five minute intermissions between them and they wound up being more like 15 on each one of them because they were trying to you know apparently somebody didn't think it would take 15 minutes to herd 150 people from one venue to another get them in their seats settled in so that they could get all the shit going uh <laughs> somebody somebody has never worked in a theater um and so or event spaces honestly yeah or any kind yeah any kind of event space you know and especially when you're moving okay next one next one and just a, a lot of people were saying it was a mess uh, in, you know, in theory, it was kind of cool. You know, one minute you have the, you have a barn like dance type thing for La last of us. Cause it matched up a scene. And then you have another place that matches up something in, uh, in an upcoming uncharted game. And then you have something that kind of matches up what you're expecting in Spider-Man. 
it was it was there, are, there are ways to do that either in post or i mean i understand this is live but you can even do that in virtual right you yeah know, do that with AR. green you're just gonna need green screen yeah i mean come on now green screen there are a shit ton of screens around you i mean you know because they had like a barn type of thing or a, or a big tent type of thing for the last of us and you know it was it I, looked I interesting it's a big deal that they're not going to be there. Well, I don't think it's a big deal for Sony. I think it's a big deal for E3. E3 is a big deal. It's a big thing there because, I mean, right now you have you have EA with their own events. Sony's not going to do a damn thing. Uh, and, and let's face it, they may not have a lot to, to talk about anyway because there's only a couple of those major, you know, Death Stranding, Days Gone, and a couple others that are coming for as far as the exclusives for this gen. So you think about okay, so so on the flip side is is Microsoft and and Nintendo going to take advantage? I think that's going to be the bigger question as we lead up to you know May and June. Well, well Nintendo are they hasn't take done the advantage of it or not. Nintendo, Nintendo needs to continue to go because they flub every year. And <laughs> but does Nintendo really <laughs> doesn't do you. much? They have that Treehouse Nintendo thing during E three itself, but really they have like what a two hour direct on YouTube. That they debut, yeah. that they unveil. They don't even have a major. They don't even have a major presentation anymore for E3. They've kind of dropped out of it, with the exception of a big, you know, one of their bigger directs of the year that they that they uh, broadcast. So really, it's Microsoft and Bethesda, and Bethesda, you know, they're going to be kind of in between because Fallout seventy six is out. Uh, Elder Scrolls Six and and Star, uh, what is it? Starbound or Star? Doom, Doom as well. Oh, Doom, Doom, Doom could probably Doom would probably be the major title for Bethesda E3 because you know Starbound, Starbound. I I, I don't think that's right. Uh, the big space, Star, the big Star space Fox. version. No, that's Nintendo. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's already out. Star, Star Fox sixty four. Yeah. But you know their next two are going to be they're they're saying those are going to be next gen, so I don't know. You know, I mean Microsoft. I mean, I think the biggest thing we're going to probably see is Microsoft unveiling some of these indies that they're buying studios to produce to pump out. But aside from EA Play, but that's their own separate event. That's not even held at E three. So I think we're seeing, and I think we're going to start seeing the end of the big flashy convention. You know, when E three goes, that's kind of it. It'll just be packs, and yeah, then the I'll write up shows. my, uh, and then I'll write up my report on it. Yeah, on, on twenty twelve. <laughs> yeah, it's not twenty twelve. I don't even remember when I went. I think once it was. You write, uh, once you write yours, then I'll write my Comic Con one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it go. was twenty sixteen that I went. Yeah, I don't even remember. <laughs> and that brings us to our last major piece for uh, episode ninety seven. It is the. Highly anticipated Fallout 76 review. Fallout 76 finally came out of beta stage, B-E-T-A, break it, uh, early test application. Uh, oh was God. there, <laughs> hey, I thought it was kind of funny myself, especially the break it early, because, well, mm-hmm. let's face it, that's what a beta is all about, but, um, which... I don't know why it's all about, the game, the shit, every time there's betas out, they're still broken when it comes out. Yeah, everything's broken these days, That's the, yeah. this is the broken gen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Fallout 76, the big multiplayer version, four-person teams, 24 people to a server, 24, to, I think they're 
probably expanding that to 32 at some point. But uh, I think it's still 24 at this point on a server. Uh, out for PC, out for Xbox, out for PlayStation. It's everywhere. It is the Fallout universe in West Virginia, Appalachia, and it it's multiplayer. Uh, PvE, some PvP, although it seems like players are kind of leaning towards the PvE in this game. But uh, that kind of... There's not really PvP. It's it's kind of there, but let's I've face had it. This... People shoot at me, and if you don't react, it takes so much to put any damage on me. And there's already a warning, you know, reward out for the person that shot me. Mm-hmm. It, it, I think I've only seen like maybe like three bounties. Yeah, I've had two people shoot at me, and I watched my damage. I didn't react, and my damage barely went down. PJ, I mean, we got, we're kind of jumping the gun now with reviews. PJ, <laughs> who wasn't on my team, punched my turret. <laughs> I had We had about eight turrets firing at him. He should have been dead. But because of that PvP system, it, it was taking forever to take him out. But I will tell you this right now. A frag from a ghoul will fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> I had a one ghoul take. A or a scorched? No, it was a ghoul. It was a, this one was a ghoul. Uh, it was it was a it was a low level ghoul, but it was a it was a ghoul that threw a frag at me, took out both ghouls, but it had me down to a sliver. I mean, I was like I was like somebody farted in my general direction. I was dead. But <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, we know where we want you to build on our PC one. Oh, okay, great. Well, how radioactive <laughs> is it? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. I see. I did or, not play the beta. And I like Fallout. And I because I kept hearing the word survival and stuff, I kept thinking Conan, Ark, Dark and Light, that type of thing. You know, build, build, build resources. And it's really not that. It's kind of just co-op, co-op Fallout with some building aspect to it. There, now, what, What's amazing about it, is I've pumped so many hours into it. I've barely done any missions because it's just so easy to wander around and, and harvest resources and scrap and just kind of be in the game. Like Fish and I were talking earlier. It's like I had an hour before the show, but it's hard to even for an hour just say, oh, I'll just go in for a little bit and pop out because that doesn't happen. You just keep going. It's, it's the, ooh, piece of candy type of thing. And you just kind of keep, you're like, hey, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And, oh, let me just loot this one thing. Oh, hey, there's a locker there. I need that ladle. Yeah, I need a ladle. I, I need that. <laughs> Only Fallout. I need that glass picture. You know, it's like. Only Fallout. Only Fallout. I, produ- Only Fallout makes gamers say these words. I need that ladle. <laughs> plastic, plastic fork. Yeah. This paper napkin. I need that. What are you talking about? I I I, I agree. I, I love it. Uh, I've had um, I've played three. I've played Vegas. I've played uh, four. Um, my wife digs it. I mean, I think that's my that's my main reason of why I I bought it. it was you know, my wife digs it, and she'll go off for hours on end. And um, I I like the pvp aspect i like that they level different areas when you're in a group uh, sorry not pvp pve 
So if you're in a group, um, I noticed that, you know, we went into a penitentiary, uh, Bail mm-hmm. and, and Ghost and, and I yesterday went into a penitentiary and it was full of of super mutants. Yeah, did uh, PJ and I went into that penitentiary. It was tough. It was. And it was great, though. I mean, you know, I sat on a tower and I just sniped people and it was or sniped these super mutants that were like six levels above you know everybody else and it was great it was fun it, it was fallout with friends and i think yeah. that's one thing that everybody was really wanting in in four i thought the graphics were good i thought being in west virginia um uh, just the hills and and the mountains and stuff like that in the fall were really good um they weren't red dead right but not, i think at this point nothing really is at for the console, at least, um, I thought it was good. That's one of those things with like the four and John. I want to hear your your thoughts on oh, something here, but go ahead. Like with the four K and stuff, it's like on the Xbox. I'm like, well, the Fallout's such a drab universe. The, it doesn't have the visual impact. Although this much. is the more this is a much more colorful Fallout, yeah, than we've it's still, seen. It's still drab. Yeah. Now I will. My one complaint will be is that when you're kind of just walking around, for one thing. The missions just pile up on the side, and I don't even know what's going on with what. And because there's lack of NPCs, it really is kind of hard, unless you're just soloing it and, and doing missions and not with others. It's hard to pay attention to what's going on mission-wise, I found, especially in a group. It's, it's almost impossible in a group. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And the one hard thing in a group is that because everybody scavenges different, so... It's hard sometimes because somebody wants to go a little bit forward and somebody's still trying to look for every locker and grab every plastic fork. So that's the difficult thing. Then the other fun thing comes in, though, this is just games in general, four-person team. Like We have multiple times Friday night where we had a fifth person. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, I can't tell you how many times we have five. It just kills me on the four-person team. But joining joining socially and everything is is so easy and well done and there's times i've gotten disconnected and i go back in and it says play with team and boom i'm right back in with yep. them so they really did that well but that's my one complaint is is the mission side of it, it it's just hard to keep track of everything going on and, and and what you need to do when you're just listening to those hollow tapes I like to see I, I, again, like I said earlier, I'd like to see a GRG server, you know, mostly full. Um, you said thirty-two or twenty-four people. I thought it was only like sixteen, but I mean, if that's if there's more, then awesome. Uh, I'd the like word to see I'm one. hearing. The word I'm hearing is it's twenty-four now, but they might be they could be expanding it to thirty-two. They they originally said twenty-four to thirty-two, but from what I've heard so far, is everything is everything's pretty much twenty-four right now. So. I'd love to see, I'd love to see it, and I think uh, digital uh, and I were talking about this a couple, uh, you know, earlier, and just everybody go out and start shooting people and get bounties and see how many people come out of the woodwork and try mm-hmm. to uh, try try to to take you out. To I, I'd you. like to, as not now because everybody is supposedly lower levels, even with the beta uh, mm-hmm. transfer over. Um, However, I think, you know, maybe in about a month, I think that'd be, that'd be fun. That'd be fun to just try, you know, just, just a night where yeah. we all try to get in there and see what kind of, see what kind of hell we can really raise. Yep. 
it's great social john so what what are your thoughts john here are my thoughts. It is Fallout with enough of an arc aspect that I absolutely love it. I was talking to you about this earlier this or late last week before the weekend. What I have found this generation is I like the battle royale genre because it that gets my shooter fixed because I can get in play a few quick rounds. I don't have to worry about prestiging all that other shit. You it's know, very quick those for are very him nice. He's one of the first two out. Yes. You know, but I mean, you know, I like the battle royale aspect because it's not, it's more pick up and play on the shooters and with somebody as somebody who doesn't have a ton of time to spend 200 hours the first week playing Call of Duty to prestige 15 times, that's that's great. But the other the, the the genre I have found I really love this gen is survival. And this mixes two things. The survival genre, because I love Ark, I love Conan, and I love some a lot of the other style games like that. Uh, obviously, Ark being the top one for me, this gen. And it has Fallout, which I love Fallout. I absolutely love the Fallout series. So now it is survival Fallout with friends what the hell could possibly go wrong? Well, everything could go wrong. And that's what I think I love about the game is that because when we're all together, everything can go to hell and we get videos like PJ hitting a turret and getting, and getting shot at and driven off the map. <laughs> but, um, it, it, I, like you said earlier, jammer, I love the aspect that it's easy to get back into a game. If you get killed or if you get knocked out or whatever, it's easy to get back into a game with your team and your friends. Um, it could be a little more intuitive getting friends on the PC side uh, with, with that mechanism. That mechanism is a little sketchy. Um, and it seems like that mechanism is built more for controller than keyboard. I've noticed uh, you guys with the controller commands have a lot more into have it a lot more intuitive but than no, KB, but actually KBM. adding friends. I need to disconnect the controller type in the name yeah and i think that's yeah because but i see that's i guess that's kind of what i mean there because it was built i should say it was built more for console because mm -hmm. it was built for you to have your friends list that it could populate and say who was in the yeah. game and playing Great. and you could just add your friends to your team or whatever or get into their game it was built more for console there where a lot of the gameplay is still pc based yeah. uh and and more effortless between the two that's kind of a pain. It's like, you know, if I don't have my headphones in first and then somebody comes on and wants to play, I have to leave the game because if I plug my headphones in, the sound won't convert mm -hmm. over. You know, little hiccups like that. I Like, stuff like mutations is really cool because there's a risk-reward involved. I mean, I've had a couple of mutations that were really good mutations. Actually, one of them I still have. I'm like, plus 20 with my speed and reload. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, but Didge gets like crabs. Yeah, <laughs> I got bloodworms and parasites. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I, got parasites. I had one where you know if somebody melees me, I I send out an electric shock. So it's cool that like if you get if you get a mutation, it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, and it's then a... the risk the risk is there is eventually you got to take some rat away. Yeah, and you're afraid because that, that rat away could take away this good thing of yours. Yeah, so it's like how long do you deal with this good? mutation but have less health mm -hmm. what that it, that's really smart how they did it and they randomize that it's not always a bad thing it's not always a good thing you you know it's rng basically and I, you know that's a great point too because 
everything is randomized. I was, like I said, I was with the Balek and uh, Ghost yesterday, and I was picking up power armor, I was picking up bobbleheads, I was picking up all kinds of stuff, and I was like, hey guys, guess what? What's over here? Hey, there's a bobblehead for explosive. And I'm like picking this stuff up, and the guys are like, yeah, I got nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you want my power armor? I've got three. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, do you want it? I don't, I don't like it because I can't turn the lights on. I didn't know that there's um, uh, and that uh, that just be might be me, but I do know that the, this game is very dark, especially when you go indoors. And if I can't turn the light on, oh, forget it. I'm just like I'm hitting the A button like constantly just to pick everything up. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say about playing with friends. I have learned to avoid the trade mechanism. Uh, dropping yeah. it and letting your friend pick it up is a it's much better. more a much smoother mechanism than the trade mechanism because I actually lost. I was trying to give uh, who was I trying to give? I was trying to I think I was trying to give uh, uh, PJ or was it Greg? It was PJ or Greg? So I was trying to give them something. I was trying to give them a disease cure. To get rid of it, because one of them had one of them had uh, radiation crabs, and uh, <laughs> you know, post-apocalyptic only herpes. Fallout. <laughs> only in Fallout. Yeah. So I was trying to I was trying to initiate a trade, and it got gl- it glitched, and I lost my disease cure. Uh, I had two. I lost one, and they could never retrieve it. So it kind of it kind of yeah. screwed everything up there. So drop and uh, and pick up. That was it was Krakos. It wasn't uh, it wasn't Grex. It was Krakos that I was trying to uh, trade with, and it had it all five minutes up. spinning on wheels for him to figure out who he gave it to, and just yeah. trying to just randomize. Yep. Just say you tried to give it to somebody. Yeah. So I tried to I tried to cure his uh, postal his radiation herpes, and uh, he lost the and it just it the cure just drifted off into space somehow yeah. so uh and, so drop and drop and let them pick it up is a lot more a lot yeah. better mechanism and the camping aspect building i mean for one thing we find we figured out other survival games you want to generally group up and kind of stick together mm-hmm. as a group to protect each other where here you're better off spreading out so that way you can fast travel all over the map because every camp has free. a budget yeah, and, yeah. Free. but but it's it is brilliant because all those other games, we're on a server, and that server stores our home. Mm-hmm. Where this is, wherever you log in, your stuff is there. Yep. Now, yep. I'm interested to see what happens if somebody built basically in the same plot. And, I mean, the odds of this happening are very minute. But if I built in the plot that somebody else built in the plot, and we both happen to get that same server... I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and you know the the odds may not be that minute for that because you're talking millions of players, and and you know just it just happens to be the right to get on the same server. It's or not necessarily friends, right, or, or even or friends. You know, the same party. Yeah. If if we have a couple different factions within GRG and we're not communicating with each other, yeah. we could inadvertently hit the same spots or overlap. What I want to do is I want to crash the servers like how uh, somebody did with three nukes. The triple nukes? That's that's what I want to do. I, that's my goal now. I didn't even care about the nukes until like a couple of days ago when that happened. I'm like, I want to I want to three nuke the place. But it's just how brilliant is it that that you know I I can build my thing and my game and later on if I go play with John, my camp is there and then John's yep. camp is there, and so taking it with the player 
is is fantastic. Yeah. So that way you're not just on a specific server and that's it. And progression can carry no matter who you play with. So if I want to play if I want to play on Xbox with say Fish, Craig and Ghost and then I want to play with my kids cuz both my boys have Fallout 76 now, uh which by the way, great for game share another discless pro. Uh, for the Xbox One. Um, it is true. You are dickless in this because of radiation. Uh, no, that's, Conan. that's just that's just space herpes. Uh, or apocalyptic herpes or whatever. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Itch? Some kind of itch. I think that digital got a couple times when we were playing. <laughs> yeah, swamp ass, basically. Yeah, swamp ass. <laughs> Radiation, radioactive swamp ass. But, I mean, you know, if I'm playing with my progression and then, you know, back and forth. It's, you know, it's there, you know. One thing I would like to see is uh, cross-progression, at least. Where I could have the same character PC to Xbox and back and play along, but but they've already said Sony is the sta- is the one in the way there, so we'll we'll see oh, maybe that's, if, yeah. that's no surprise. So we'll see if peer pressure gets to uh Sony on that one like it did Fortnite. It's the people that complain about it or I mean people are complaining on PC to push the talk, that type of stuff that they're bringing. But um you know, some some of the complaints are with the NPCs and all, I think, are people that are more single player driven than co-op driven. Well, they're people who wanted to see a co-op version of Fallout 4 mm-hmm. is what they wanted to have. They wanted to have a co-op going through the game and that's it. And And what's funny is that you see some of these reviews saying this is basically just a multiplayer mod for Fallout. And then they're describing what they want and it's a multiplayer mod for fallout it's just that they want the fallout the full story for them to run through rather than your own story unfolding in, in this case which is what 76 has become and do you think 76's map is bigger because i find it smaller than 4 but that might just be me it felt well i i haven't been through enough to say whether it is or not but looking at the map i'm wondering that too I'm wondering if that looks smaller than four course, you know, four has had so many expansions now that, you know, they, they, they have more areas than they had with the original. This might be closer to four's release. I would say just release to release, you know, not, to, not looking at far Harbor, you know, the other uh, DLC. Yeah. Of the, the, of the other, you know, sanctioned DLC. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe slightly smaller than the release of Fallout 4. Um but with the case what with the with the aspect of being able to group up it's probably it's probably just fine. Yeah, the aspect of grouping up the the fact that every server we go into is going to be a little bit different. You know, there's going to be some differences there. You know, I mean not necessarily in the quests, but in what we encounter like we encountered someone's someone that had like a three-story house that they had built for their camp and they seemed to have it where it was available for people to get into certain things. You know, they could get into certain things and, you know, look, it was almost like they had some things set up for other travelers passing through. Um, I picked corn there. Uh, <laughs> you should have heard how happy he got when he found corn. I was sure. happy. I was happy. <laughs> Elated but, even. Yes, yes. Do they have on console, which, uh, this is a minor thing, but it's brilliant, is that photo mode 
where I could take. I have so many pictures of me with with other GRG members doing crap. Like uh, there's one with the deliverance scene where Johnny's on a Jew harp, and I'm playing the banjo. And it's brilliant that those photos are part of my loading screen. Yes. When I load in, I don't know if console's pulling that off or not. I I know that there's a photo mode. I know that you could do it, but I don't know about the loading screen or anything like that because I'm not that vain, so I don't really care. Well, I mean, because we're just doing crazy things. Like, there's one Grex is laying in a bed, and I'm just standing there, like, staring at him. I mean, so those – but those pictures come up on my, my loading screen sometimes for the game, which is – that's brilliant because – Photo I think it's pretty slick. Yeah, photo modes are always great, but it's like, what what good are they? They just go sit in a file somewhere, mm-hmm. and unless you look at them again, they're not really doing anything. Where this is like, it's incorporating into your game those memories that you've done. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Probably, I would think that maybe, but I don't know. I like the photo mode. It's kind of it's a fun diversion, especially when you got GRG doing stupid shit. You know. Like uh, like the deliverance scene or Jammer bent over because he was puking and I'm standing behind him with my thumb yeah. up in the air, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thumbs up and shit. But you know, just I mean, it just adds to some of the stupid shenanigans that you know, which is why we have gone through like two quests and we're up to you know we have people level ten, fifteen already that are you know that haven't done jack shit in the game. Uh, but Fallout, I mean, my love of Fallout's always. Oh, look at this thing on the map that that's not colored in yet. That means it's somewhere I can go travel to. Let me go check this place out. Yeah, you know, and I just get randomly off all the time. It's it's the it's the 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 compass, right? You're walking, and you hey, I need to go here because that's the next quest. But oh, there's a silhouette of a house. Yeah, let me see what's Why in that house. What's going on? Yeah, exactly. Ooh, there's a silo yeah. there. Let's go. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, you know. And let's loot everything. And what I like about this aspect of Fallout 2 is everything regens, which I don't believe yeah. happened in the other. So it's like if you if you place your camps appropriately, yeah. you can really, you know, farm uh, uh, mats. And, like, I've got my camp currently next to a train station so it's like i can go farm like the the vault tech headquarters again i'm not very far into the game but i can go farm the the headquarters and or the 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 university and pick up as many plastic materials as i can Mm -hmm. and then come back and then just break it down and sell it yeah yeah it's uh I'm I'm really looking what I have seen so far really makes me look forward to the expansions and you know I'm enjoying what we have now and I'm really looking forward to what they're going to add in the in the future for this game. So let's go around the horn. Must buy maybe not at all. What do you guys think? Fish, we'll start with you. If you dig the Fallout world, uh if you dig survival in general because one thing that it's mentioned is water you i'm completely always getting dehydrated Mm -hmm. but um if you dig the fallout world you'll dig it and i and but if you don't if you're like "Eh, what is this you know maybe start with four maybe start with three um but if you dig the fallout world totally must buy if you dig the fallout world i'll give that caveat jammer yeah i mean for me it's a must buy because i love the fallout world but i don't even know if it's a must buy if you're if you like the survival type games because it's such a different type of survival game compared to what that genre typically has been. 
for console especially i think for 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 pc you can find survival yeah yeah all over the place but for but console it depends on what kind of survival you're looking for i mean in terms of fallout and if you have friends that like fallout then it's a no-brainer Here's the here's the here's the biggest thing is in four or five months will there still be people on that you could play with or is it still going to be solo? I think that's going to be the big key because yeah. a lot of this game is is grouping up with buddies, uh, but a lot of it you don't need to you can go solo and uh, so I think you can play this you know I think you could play for a while yeah. And, you know, they're talking about more content coming in 2019 as well. So I think they're going to support this. They're going to really push a lot of stuff. I think the microtransactions, I would like to see more emotes added. I would like to see, and, you know, I mean, they're going to be microtransactions, outfits, emotes, stuff like that. And I think that's going to keep the game going for DLC beyond. Um, and I think that's a good idea. That's the, that's the model that works now. Um, as far as my recommendation, it's a small sample size, but I will say... Uh, a couple boys, my my boys that like Ark, that really enjoy Ark, that have put in a ton of hours there, that have not played Fallout, absolutely love this game. Because they love the survival aspect, and it's a whole new style for them in this survival aspect. So I think it is going to be strong for survival players. I think it's going to be strong for Fallout players, except for those who were purely looking for Fallout 4 co-op. You know, with the with the full story and the NPCs. You're not going to, you're not, it's going to, it's going to take at least a while for it to, to really get, to get traction with those types. Uh, For people who do like Fallout and want something that's more of a multiplayer kind of open ended experience and survival, absolute must buy. If you're looking into, you know, if if you're wondering if survival's for you, maybe try one of the less expensive survival games. I mean, but I mean, a lot of people have tried it. I mean, Minecraft is technically a survival game. Mm-hmm. Ark is big. Um, DayZ, you know, a lot of a lot of big ones out there now, especially on the PC side. And like you said, Fish, there are very similar style games in the PC realm uh, to this. this. This is where John names every game and I'm stretches just, you know, his his wrap up. I have street cred this, when it this, comes to survival. This is a normal normal John. <laughs> the one here. thing that the one thing that I will say, the the final thing I'll say about Fallout is, I love Super Mutants. They are absolutely hilarious. They are the funniest thing that uh, is part of the game. And just the, the banter that they have yeah. between themselves and yes. between you is great. I love the and, dude that, that, that sells crap. That's a caravan. Yep, I don't know if you're yep. running to him. His, his yep, line. I have. Yes, I saw him first. So that was weird. actually one of the first things I saw. Walk, him walking through and talking his shit and everything was great. Yeah. Um, I... I would say if you are into survival, if you're into fallout, this is an absolute must buy. If you're on the fence, like I said, if you're on the fence, but you like survival, I would say this is a definite buy, but, uh, that's, that's where I go with it. As far as me, I absolutely love it. You, you are so Clark Griswold and European vacation. Look kids, big Ben parlant gift circle, 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 circle. circle. Well, I didn't. I didn't actually make my last point. <laughs> but I wanted to make sure I made that You're last going point. Going around the circle, you didn't get off the damn exit. Yeah. <laughs> Good God! It's about the journey, not the destination. Damn it! <laughs> right. Hey, John. Before we wrap up, actually, yes. I do want to stretch it one more minute. So okay. Thanksgiving's coming up. Yes. I'm sure everybody's going to listen to the cast while mm-hmm. they're eating their dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, 
is there just one staple of corn or is there like the corn on the cob and the cream corn and the kernels and like are there multiple corn options going on for your household there uh for our household it would probably be some cream corn and some uh macaroni and corn casserole type of stuff or okay or maybe even corn salsa if we get really ambitious um, you guys like bowl the corn that looks like a turkey, so that way you just eat the corn. No, the turkey, turkey. The turkey must be there. The turkey must be there. It's okay. Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving. There must be turkey. I'm having noodles. Yeah, I must say. Yeah, fish. So like yeah. ramen kind for of fish. Ramen are you having <laughs> on Thanksgiving? Yeah, big old box of noodles and uh, and soup. Well, I, rice. this would yes. be the point where I would mention my daughter loves ramen, but I would offend you because the problem is she's nine and it's the brick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, brick it's the it's the gigantic it's it's the SpongeBob of ramen. That's but, so easy to cook, though. That's why it's a get staple of college the, students. Yeah, there, there's better ramen. Oh, I know there. This, yeah, and, and you know what? If they they were really thinking with Fallout, they should have put ramen noodles like the brick package because we all know that's going to survive the fucking apocalypse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it it will be there right next to a pack of Twinkies. <laughs> the ten cent ramen. I have ramen. a box of like a gazillion of them. It's the sh- uh, the Shun ones though. I like those ones better. Well, yeah, this is the I don't know. It's the it's the Sam's Club case of mm-hmm. nine hundred and fifty five for twenty five cents. That you can really get. Fish now. Guess what? Fish. Mm. I have I've cooked it for my daughter. I have never eaten ramen in my life. <sighs> Did you not go Sigh. to college? No, I still. Yeah, I didn't eat ramen. I'll be never. damned. You're like the first. We we, we grew shit. up on it. I mean, you know, Funyun. Uh, That's what I ate in college. I'll slice spam up and slice them into strips and stuff like that. Throw them into ramen. Throw them into a bowl. Yeah. Like, like I don't typically use the the, the, the packets. I'll, I'll uh, create a broth myself. You know, mushrooms and uh, uh, onions and stuff like that. So I'm definitely not the typical ramen connoisseur from the bag. <laughs> no. So, host, you see on my uh, on the chat that we have, you know, keeping track of things during the show. Ten twenty two. I think I wrote, we should wrap shortly. And it's now 12 minutes later. Yeah, that's pretty short for me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's actually a low. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's wrap this thing up then. Since oh. we've had our, we've had our, <laughs> we've had our fun here with this. Let's, uh, let's, let's bring this to a close. We want to welcome the new members to the clan. Uh, remember, click on those profiles, find their tag add them to your friends list, jump into the parties. Um, we're hoping to get an influx with fallout here shortly. Um, you know, find people who are looking to play because like we've said on this show, this needs to be a multiplayer game. I don't see how this works solo, but, um, it's much better with friends, especially big people ben you've been Parliament. playing with. Hmm. Big Ben. Big yeah. Ben Parliament. Yep. <laughs> Look, it's big Ben. Um, <laughs> so welcome. Find you fill your friends list. There's no excuse not to. Uh, next show will be recorded right around the 4th. I believe the release will be on the 5th of December as we continue to count down to episode 100. If you want to be a part of that, get a hold of us. And you can get a hold of us various ways. You can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gamers. You can go to the forums at forums.grimreapergamers.com or Jammer, hit us with the Twitter. Uh, grgamers.com, spell out the dot D-O-T. And finally, the last method of... 
communicating with us at the ReaperCast, the old school email method. It is ReaperCast at GrimReaperGamers.com. If you have any questions, comments, want to be part of episode 100, let us know. There's no excuse not to be a part of the big extravaganza coming up at the beginning of 2019. All right. Fish, thank you so much for being back on the show again. Glad we could get you. Glad we could catch a week when you weren't extremely busy setting up all the communications of the world. Totally. Good (laughs) to be back. Uh, I'll be back more. I'll I'll be back for 100, but uh, yeah, I'll be back more. There you go. There's the promotion right there. Fish is going to be part of 100. Mm -hmm. There's the reason to tune in. All right. Jammer, thank you for being a co-host, and we're hoping that Jack will be able to survive an implementation right before Thanksgiving, and he needs to kick somebody in the nuts for coming up with that date for it. I mean, my God, in IT circles, that is just dumb. That's funny. I'm always wishing somebody would kick him in the nuts. <laughs> I was going to say, why are... Why are we like why are we like uh, uh, feeling sorry for it right yeah. now? Because I know that pain. I know that pain of let's implement this right before a holiday so we can fuck you. <laughs> now you're experiencing a normal Johnny end of the show too. Ah, there you go. I got a few more things I could talk about. We can we, we uh, can bring up Red Dead. Okay. <laughs> Click. Click. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to wrap this up. Thank you guys. And on behalf of Fish and Jammer, this is Johnny Hustler saying stay safe, have a great next couple weeks, and a great Thanksgiving. And as always, never game alone.